Welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one heart-to-heart podcast in the world. <laughs> I'm your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. And I'm the virgin voyager, Joe Garber. And tonight we have made another innocent person <laughs> innocent? watch a very bizarre thing to come and talk about it. He is uh, one of the hosts of one of my absolute favorite podcasts, The Suspense is Killing Us. Ladies and gentlemen, Travis Vote. Hello. Hello. Thank Welcome you so much for having me on the podcast. I love it. Yay! Thank you for wanting to be on the podcast. That was a that was a surprise. <laughs> oh, I wanted to be on the podcast. <laughs> I knew it was going to be something good. Yeah, this Yo. week especially. <laughs> God, what are we, we talking just, about right now? Way, way to to make <laughs> make me feel like I'm disappointing you <laughs> in so many ways. Absolutely uh, not. So so, Travis. Because this is a heart to heart podcast, I'd like to ask you: Do you have any connection to heart to heart at all? <laughs> I've probably watched a good thirty-five episodes of Heart to Heart over the last year. Wow. Oh yes, because you, wow. you work yeah. with, with our other our other favorite guest, Corey J. Brewer. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And he would and he was watching him pretty much nonstop. I didn't have quite the appetite for him that he did, but I watched. <laughs> I loved it, and I watched a lot of them. Do you have a favorite? Do you have one that pokes yes. out? I can't. Re- I don't remember the name of it, but it's the the really Giallo inspired one with Joey Pants um, that has that stick song playing like a thousand times throughout the whole the whole thing. The latest in high fashion murder. Uh-huh. The latest in high. That's right. <laughs> with yeah. with yes. pandemic Scotty. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. That's a great extreme, one. Extreme extreme early eighties like fashion partying and stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> that yeah, that episode is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Really, truly wonderful. <laughs> I love that one. I like any of them. Uh, I like every time they get concussed. I always thought that that was like a really fun thing. <laughs> yeah, so many like, times. Oh, who doesn't love that? Yes, when <laughs> yeah. trash can would strike. <laughs> every the trash can. I, I, few things have brought me as much delight as uh, when Mrs. Hart went ass over tea kettle over that trash can. It's I've I've watched that. I I watched you know I put it on Instagram just so I could watch it on a loop. Over uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's beautiful. It is. It's a great show. I thought too late to count the concussions. It was like so many. There were too many to count. Oh, damn it. Yeah. Margaret. (laughs) They get get hit hard enough. Put the home office on that. (laughs) They get hit hard enough on the head to to knock them unconscious every episode. One of them has happened to them. That's bad for you to. That's bad to happen twice. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, think there's that's... some some obvious CTE happening, but you know, I think it's just people just weren't ready to face it. The the uh, movies are are evidence of CTE entirely. <laughs> yeah, totally. I think the us watching those movies might be evidence of our CTE. <laughs> Quite possibly. Shout out to Trash Can. <laughs> What's up, Trash Can? Uh... And uh, <laughs> luggage cart, we miss you. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're uh, a hero. What's your what's your podcast's like tagline elevator pitch? What is your podcast? Uh it's 80s and 90s uh thr- thrillers from the 80s and 90s to give you kind of an idea of the general area we our rating system is Judd's, you know, Ashley Judd <laughs> was kind of like the inspiration. It actually started when when I was working in the splice room 
uh-huh. and Eric knows all about that. And we were just for some reason, this was a couple of years before we started the podcast. For some reason, we started watching all the Ashley Judd movies. Oh, and it ended up turning into this podcast. Our, our other rating is Douglas's. That's Michael Douglas. And uh-huh. that and that mm. rates that rates the sleaze factor oh. of the movie. Mm. I love that. And uh, and we usually we do three an episode. So it becomes a, a very a real marathon sort of ordeal uh, that three some movies. People's, mm. Three oh, movies per episode, whoa. and we and, and we talk about them in depth. And you talk, you do uh, once a week? No, we, no, no. Every <laughs> other week. God, okay. What's the one where she's on the in on the ferry in fake or real Washington? Double and then Jeopardy. she goes like to okay. <laughs> um, I'm, no it wasn't a quiz. Whatsoever. I just couldn't remember. Yeah. No, no, that's my favorite. Um, nice. that movie cost okay. eighty million dollars. <laughs> Did you give it eighty million? It like eighty million Juds. I get, I totally give it eighty million jobs. I mean, it just the, the idea of giving that a movie like that that much money was just like the very that time of that time of you know it was the late nineties I think like uh-huh. when they would throw yeah. eighty million dollars at a, like a little thriller with Ashley Judd and Tommy Lee Jones. I love it. Yeah, I used wow. to wish that somebody would go as not Ashley Judd but the other two Judds for Halloween. Nobody would ever agree to be the Judds, and I'm like, I'll be like. The daughter, yeah, and now you can't do it because no, yeah, yeah, now I suppose yeah, so. Now we can't do it, <laughs> <laughs> anyways. Um, have you done Still of the Night on your podcast? The- Still, I don't believe so. Who's oh in that? Oh my god, Travis. So uh, I might have texted. No, we're gonna get there, we're gonna get to Still of the Night. Actually, when oh, we get, when we get to Still of the Night, we will have you back on, yeah. um, for Still of the Night. It is. Really? Um, awesome. It's, it's one of my favorite thrillers. And I mentioned it to Ellen when Ellen and I worked together, and she knew it as well. And it was a, one of our many, like, weird bonding over pop culture moments that we've had over the, the fucking 30 years that we've known each other. It's true. It's really <laughs> one of my most favorite thrillers of all time. It's, actually. my yeah, God. I, can't, I, I don't want I, I just now, I just want to talk about it. And you haven't seen it. So, I, 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 I just looked it up on Wikipedia, and this is this is this is catnip for me. Yes, uh, nineteen. It's like night. It's like it just keeps on going off, like that mem where that wrestler guy keeps flipping out more and more. <laughs> I don't know the guy's name. I know what you're talking about. But you know what I mean? Yes. Is it nineteen eighty two? Ah, psychological thriller. Ah, Robert Benson. Ah, starring Roy Scheider, Meryl Streep, and Jessica Tandy. Yes. Oh yes. My God. I, yes, thank you. Yeah, we we might actually get to this sooner. I don't know. It's actually and it's shot by Nestor Almandros. Like it's one of the most beautifully shot it's films. So gorgeous, <laughs> Nestor yeah. Almandros. It's so wow. gorgeous. <laughs> the man thank who you. shot Days of Heaven shot this movie. Incredible. It shows though. I, I I'm Absolutely. never tired of it. I love seeing it. It's like it's one of my comfort food thriller movies. Yes. It just my heart races. Mine as well. But uh, you know I'm what? Thrilled. We're not here to talk about that. That's sad. <laughs> we Bad. are here I'm to just talk stalling. about. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I I would I would really just rather just gab. But uh, we have a do- we have a duty to our listeners to discuss uh, <laughs> to our ni- listener 1997's <laughs> The Hunger series, <laughs> season one, episode eleven. I am dangerous tonight. <laughs> I'm dangerous. To, is it tonight or at night? I thought it was tonight. 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 Oh, okay. So yeah, just tonight. tonight. Not, uh, not every night. We followed. <laughs> we followed. Uh, followed. Did we follow? <laughs> I'm 
I'm going to hell. Uh, <laughs> we followed. What's her fucking name? Marie Jose. Marie, Cruz? Marie, Marie Jose Cruz. Marie Jose Cruz. We Cruz? followed her Cruz? from Cruz? <laughs> from Cruz. tell no one to <laughs> this random fucking series. This obviously like smutty cable series that no one I I'm venturing a guess has ever heard of, except for the Scott brothers. The Scott uh, Brothers, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, the very first thing is like Tony and Ridley Scott. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that makes some sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this was weird. This was weird, weird, weird. <laughs> I think that the, the Tony and Ridley is the entire reason it got two seasons. Like, they just didn't want to, like, they're very powerful. And I don't, I don't feel like I've ever talked to anybody that's even heard of this show before. Same. Yeah. But those guys, but those guys are huge names. And they were like, Hey, can we have another uh, another season? And like whoever, whatever network that this was on, they were like, ah, yeah, and yeah. Like, I if guess. you can get David I, Bowie, then you can have another season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tried as usual. I tried to learn as little about it overall as possible, mm. as is my want. Um, so I have to ask a question: uh-huh. Is it Canadian? It's gotta be. It's gotta be. I- feels like and you know that's not necessarily bad because friday the 13th the series yay yay yes we will get to that um oh good it gave me such hitchhiker vibes it's that's what i got hitchhiker vibes aplenty Mm -hmm. so i was unable to find out anything really like anything useful about this fucking show (laughs) um yes canadian it definitely feels canadian the fact that uh was the first season is hosted, quote unquote, hosted by Terrence Stamp. And then mm-hmm. the second season is hosted by David fucking Bowie. David Bowie. Wild. <laughs> it's, it makes me think that it might actually be English, yeah. um, an English se- mm-hmm. produced series for cable, or it is some gambling debt being repaid to someone because <laughs> I, whatever, whatever I they feel had it on is Terrence, a Faustian bargain. The wrong end of it. information they had on David Bowie <laughs> to get him to do this after an entire season was yeah. produced. Do you think they just left out information when they sent over the contract where they said the hunger and he was like, oh, I thought I already made the hunger, but okay. <laughs> yes. Okay, we're getting we're getting ahead of ourselves. Okay. We, we before we uh, before we venture in, we have to tell the the listener, we have to tell a listener uh, what this <laughs> episode of television, this twenty seven minute episode of television, was about mm-hmm. in sixty seconds or less. Dare I say, it should be the easiest one we ever had to do, and I don't <laughs> oh, think it's no. going to be. Oh, don't don't, don't even say that. No, I've, I'm I'm never. I'm not going to be able to do it. You cursed us. Uh, but, well, mainly I cursed Ellen because Ellen starts this week. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I, this information isn't particularly useful, but Travis, I did have the option to have you go first. Mm-hmm. And I said that I would do it. Wow. Selflessly. A hero. She's throwing herself love in that. front of the hunger. Thank you for acknowledging my heroism. <laughs> thank, you for, <laughs> thank you. I'll, I'll proceed now. Silence. And- um, I said silence. Um, I'm dangerous tonight. <laughs> the hunger. Okay. So there is like 
uh, a really long intro that describes what kind all the different kinds of hunger you can have. And then there is like kind of a gargoyle thing that looks like it's cut out of paper, but it's like bounding around kind of ambiguously. And then we find out that there is a designer. Her name's Alice Maldonado. She speaks really emphatically and she is also a junkie or a diabetic. I can't tell. But she um, the, she tells her assistant Mimi that the this thing that came in the window gave her this fabric that looks like gargoyle pleather. And she's like, did you hear what he said? He told me to create a dress from this gargoyle pleather. Alice Maldonado dedicated to me. And then so you put on the dress, you touch the dress, and it makes you choke out your boss who sucks anyway because you really have a terrible work life. Issa Morales is there and you love to fuck Issa Morales because who wouldn't? And you do that. And then he, he says he's going to be executed in the state of Texas and there's another guy and then people get shot and then somebody falls out a window and it's just so 97 right uh, very yeah <laughs> well done Ellen wow well done. fantastic okay. I didn't get far but I felt it <laughs> yeah I mean it's just a curse it's just an evil dress it's an evil dress, <laughs> it's an evil dress. I mean we've all seen it We've, it all, makes yeah, it, we've all felt it's, it. We've all dealt yeah. with an evil dress before. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a pretty non-specific kind of evil dress. Like sometimes it makes you kill and sometimes it makes you snitch. Yeah. yeah. But it but it always has built-in gloves. Yeah, which is like great. <laughs> built-in gloves. You get That's right how you in. know it's designer because it yes. is basically uh built-in. It's just a big glove. <laughs> a length glove, some, some a midi length glove. Uh, that yeah. a dress is but a glove with a scarf. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Let me see if I can get get uh, get an idea of what happened out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> the hunger. I am dangerous tonight. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, crazy Parisian Carrie Fisher is a dressmaker who is really fucked up, and then a bunch of fucking red fabric falls on her from the roof, and she goes even crazier and says, I have to make a dress with this and dedicate it to a demon. Uh, then our, the woman that we followed is her assistant, and she is fucking this uh, Isai Morales, who's just like a hot American criminal who is on the run in Paris. Um, anyway, she makes a, the, uh, Carrie Fisher makes a red dress and sells it to a rich woman. And but then uh, uh, Mimi puts it on and she is transfixed by it and cursed. And so at that point, she goes to the cop that came to um, to P- Paris from America to pick up Isai Morales for a reason we'd never find out. Uh-huh. Um, and she says, he's at my place. I fuck him. And then he goes to sleep. Uh, so so come then. But then she fucks him and goes to sleep. And then she wakes up from her spell until the cop shows up and shoots Isai Morales. And then they all go out the window with a bunch of money. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Damn. It's well done. 27 minutes. You know, you still. They shoved a lot hard. into it. I still couldn't do it. Yeah. They shoved <laughs> a lot into it, but it's like a sausage with like all of the meat fell out of the casing. Yeah. It's just <laughs> the casing. So it's just an empty intestine? Yeah. It's just like an intestine with, with little scraps of paprika. It's spicy. It sounds, mm, still sounds sound pretty good. good. I mean, I'll yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Let's see if I can do a minute max for the hunger. I know you can, Joe. I'm dangerous tonight. (laughs) All right. First, we're accosted by every piece of typography that existed in 1997, (laughs) telling us how how hungry you can be. 
Uh, and then we're in Paris, and there's a fashion designer, and there's a parkouring gargoyle that's jumping around <laughs> Paris and looking at the camera a lot. And he delivers a piece of beautiful red fabric to a fashion designer. Her assistant is staying with a man who is running from the law, and he goes to a bar where they play Mario villain music. And he, the cop sees him at the bar and chases him out, and I think maybe shoots him, but then he doesn't go to the hospital, so maybe he didn't get shot. Uh, she, The assistant puts on the dress and models it. And she feels great and she kills uh, her boss with a, an iron and then she goes back and she snitches on him to the cop and says, I'm going to fuck him and then he'll be asleep and then you can come get him. And then we'll like, I just want to, I just feel like him cursing me is my final wish. And then the cop comes and she's like, oh no, I took the dress off so I don't want that anymore. And then he shoots him and he's like, that's what you get for shooting a cop and then walks away, which I don't think would happen. Then she kills herself. The end. And he walks away from her dead body. <laughs> I forgot about that part. Wow. Joe oh. is hilarious. <laughs> Joe God. is Minute Max God. <laughs> it's Amazing. true. It's true. Thank the the efficiency you. is just <laughs> shocking. I was going to be really slow on that one and just like take my time, but it didn't happen. <laughs> All right, Travis, welcome yeah. to the show. Yeah. It's time. Yes. Bring it home. Oh, you, Bring it you home. You want me to do it? I, we, yes. Absolutely. You have oh. to do it. <laughs> okay. Either do it or we hang up on you right now. <laughs> okay. All right. Can we tell him right. when you were a little bitch. <laughs> Being like brevity and being concise is not my forte, but we'll see what I can do. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> and you time yourself, just FYI. Okay. I don't know if that was clear. Oh, I timed myself. Yeah. I can. Oh, That's yeah. a can do. Open the clock on your phone. Hold on. <laughs> Timer. All right. We ready? Yes. Yep. Okay. I'm going to start it now. <laughs> uh, Terrence Stamp is the crypt keeper on this show. <laughs> and he. <laughs> He comes out and just just says some kind of like random stuff that sort of has to do with what you're about to see, but basically doesn't. Then you see the aforementioned, you know, gargoyle drops off evil linens on the lady, makes everybody evil. It makes one lady like kill people. And then and then it also makes her into a snitch. And I guess that's also evil. Uh-huh. And, and, and then also think about it, snitches and stitches because of like, the, oh, you know, wow. so that's another good thing right there. Wow. And then, of course, she realizes that once the dress is off and it's off frequently, this is a sexy, <laughs> sexy show that, that she's been driven to evil. And uh, and she jumps out the window and Terrence, Terrence Stamp comes back and he's having a, a bustier put on him. <laughs> and he tell and he says, Tida, damn it. I will attend the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part. And then it's over. Wow. And two seconds to spare. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Good, good job. Wow. Goes. Well done, Travis. Yeah. Thank you. I can't believe that was your, was that your first uh, minute max? <laughs> yeah. I was practicing that in front of the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, while, your, while your corset was being tied. <laughs> a corset. A corset. Thank I you. I will be on the podcast. You're that a pro because we've all I done mean, five thousand of them each. And yeah. we still can't I've, I mean, I've clearly given up somewhere in season three of Heart to Heart. I think I just uh. surrendered to my disinterest for the minute max. Um, I just I, I forgot to mention the like when Joe brought up the music in the in the, in the punk <laughs> cafe. Oh yeah, which oh, I, I, yeah, yeah. I wanted to. Just, you mean in to... Petions? Petions. Petions. It was like an industrial remix of the Seinfeld music. Yeah. Like, it was just. It was really fucking weird. Disgusting. <laughs> it was, it sounded to me like the Mario Underground. I found underground it totally Mario. apt. Yeah. It was like a remix of the Underground Mario music with like techno from the Matrix. It oh. was bizarre. It was appalling. Yeah. Appalling. I. 
Oh my God. Yeah. I just want to, I have to talk about Alice Maldonado first, because I meant to mention this in my minute, Max, which is the way that you know that Alice Maldonado is not just like a terrible junkie boss, because I feel like initially <laughs> you're just kind of like, oh, look at Mimi's face. Like, She's just over it. And she's like, I've been here for 14 hours. And she's like, oh, you stupid little bitch or whatever. Like, you this and that. And it just seems like a bad, like a hostile work environment. It doesn't mm. seem like a demonic work environment. <laughs> right. But I realized that the clue for me to know that Alice Modano isn't just like screamingly high. She is actually experiencing interaction with an evil force. And that's because when she, uh, rubs the gargoyle pleather after Mimi goes home that then she frantically starts uh, coloring super fast on her designer oh, yeah. uh, paper pad. And then she laughs, yeah. the craziest laugh. And she laughs that laugh until uh, Mimi, thank Christ, really slowly murders her uh -huh. and then gets tired of the slow going, uh, rolling around murder and then bashes her head in with an iron from 1802. Yeah. <laughs> and then she uses right. the iron and it's covered in blood. Uh-huh. Yeah. She doesn't would, even clean the blood know. off the iron. I yeah, love absolutely. that. No, no yeah. need to. It's, it's a demonic red It's fabric. a red dress. Ironing yeah. the blood into the fabric. Have we all oh, seen? Doesn't the movie? seem like fabric you would iron, though. Either I had that melty. exact. Well, also, did you? Did anyone yeah. else notice that the fabric changed multiple times? Yes, <laughs> oh. but I think it's because it's evolving. It's adapting. The only thing it, that stays the same is the evil, and it's red. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it has built-in gloves. Yeah, built-in gloves. Have we seen in fabric? Have you all seen in fabric? I have. I have hmm. too. Oh, that's okay. a movie. Yeah. It's a movie. It's a Peter Strickland movie. And the first half is great. I think it's Ooh. a fantastic movie. Uh, yeah. But it is about a cursed red dress. dress cursed red dress. Cursed with evil. Uh -huh. Huh. Oh, no. So it's, they stole this Why are whole they always idea. red? It seems so obvious. Um, <laughs> a, a, by the way, if you made a black dress and made it cursed, way more people would get cursed. True. Mm. So... Oh, very, that's true. Fairly common color, yeah. Pra practical tip. Mm -hmm. More people would pull, pull, <laughs> off, pull off that actually curse. Require, it's a little black dress, a classic for a reason, a wardrobe staple. So if you're looking to get the most mileage out of your cursed fabric, might I recommend, I know you're a professional, Alice Maldonado, but if you really knew the score, you would have dyed that shit black. <laughs> yes. I was like, I remember David Bowie being mentioned when we first started this. And so I was like, by the like third quarter, I was like, where's David Bowie? Oh, my God. Is he the gargoyle that's been jumping around everywhere? <laughs> Which would have been awesome. But I mean, no. no one's saying he wasn't. Yeah, he could have been. Maybe that's how he got his part in the second season. Very likely. <laughs> I find it really fascinating that David Bowie is the second one. Like, yeah, right. He, he came do you think in he saw the first yeah, can I get in, can I get in on some of that or what? Because like, you just said there's two seasons of this. The two hosts are you know in no particular order: Terrence Stamp and David Bowie. And you're like, all right, yeah, David Bowie started, and then he was like, the hell with this, right? And Terrence Stamp was like, yeah, I'll jump in there. Terrence Stamp likes to work. No, he originated and, uh, it. Nope, he's the OG. It. Yeah. I, what, what weirds me out is that it's two seasons and it's 22 episodes a season. 
Man, so much what? television. Wow. There's like a lot of this show. This is what I, I want mean, the podcast to be. Kind of makes me want to watch the whole I thing, I but not do. really. Going to I mean, watch a lot of this. I'm quite sure. <laughs> I want to watch more of it. It's free. I, I think. Uh, I mean, because the the list of people that are on the show, like on the main page on IMDb, which I did look at, but only so I could find out what the fuck the thing we're watching was called. Um, the cast is really impressive. Like the cast, mm. like maintains the Terrence Stamp, David Bowie standard. Mm -hmm. So then I just find the whole existence of it to be confusing, and it does make me suspect that the whole show is a curse, as I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Someone so paid a debt. I don't know. I was really shocked when Ridley Scott's name came up. Came up. It's so as we mentioned this. So it's it's an anthology horror. Yeah. Thriller series from 1997, and it was in fact a Showtime show. Oh, yes, called it. There we go. Canadian? So there we go. It's no, it's not Canadian. It's well, it might as well be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 a great podcast too. Is this Canadian? Is this, Is this Canadian? Canadian? <laughs> it was Canadian. It is. Is, uh, it cake? Canadian. <laughs> Is it cake? Stop making shit up. It's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the Hitchhiker was also a, a Showtime uh, right. anthology series thriller series uh from the 80s that was so i don't know ellen when's the last time you revisited the hitchhiker um well probably when it was actually still on television yes. but Tra in syndication like on regular travis TV. do you know the hitchhiker i if if i was aware of the existence of that show i forgot i, I kept thinking of the rudger hauer movie was it the, like, the, hitcher. Like, the hitcher that's a oh, the, just the hitcher uh, that's right fantastic movie uh the hitchhiker was <laughs> a ridiculous <sighs> half hour thriller in the vein of like tales from the dark side and tales Ooh. from the crypt for that matter. Like these are things that I loved when I was a kid, I would stay mm -hmm. up as late as I could to watch tales from the dark side on whatever the Fox affiliate was. Mm -hmm. um, and it was usually on Fridays and Saturdays at, at like 1130 PM. Mm -hmm. And my, fa my favorite shit just loved that. And then the hitchhiker, <laughs> was the Showtime version of that, so it had tits. Yeah, uh, mm -hmm. got so it. So I was like, I really needed mm -hmm. to stay up to see tits, uh, which, you know, I don't know. When tits. I don't know why, uh, but, <laughs> but sure did. Sure wanted to see them tits. And so but this... The Hitchhiker is like... <laughs> it, it was on forever. It was, and it's... It, it was on forever. And oh. it had... It, it was cast with all of the biggest TV stars of the day. I remember liking like the creepy music that played when the hitchhiker is walking away with like the weird slap, like reverb situation. Like yes. I always kind of dug, dug that one, yeah. but it's kind of like my incredible Hulk movie. Like I like anybody just walking away yes. repeatedly over and over again. Like I just mm -hmm. dig it, but that show. Yeah. I remember just being like a blend of uh, kind of titillated almost against my will. Um, <laughs> yep. But and then also kind of just confused because I loved spooky things and murdery things and thrillery things and like, you know, mind fuckery. But I feel like there was just a part of me that felt like a little bit not 
super certain about the actual fuckery that would happen in this show. <laughs> it's just the nudity. And so, and we, we have to say that the hunger, I would deliver. I, I'm dangerous tonight. Like it's, it's, it's got the nudity in spades, right? Yeah. <laughs> I will put yeah. $5 on the table to just say that every episode of the hunger probably has breasts. Yeah. hundred percent. Probably. Um, yeah. Has to be. Right. I, I, it reminded me the most of. Make sure it's have, gratuitous. Oh, for sure. I mean, like, like they, like, there's a contract. It's not plot driven boob. Like it's contract. It's plot driven boob. Make sure they're it's tearing like stamps. Contractually obligated nudity in it, where like the producer season is like, you didn't get any boobs in this. Go back. Go yeah. back. Oh, yeah. Sort of thing. Right. More boobs. I mean, it must be like a time, a time requirement, right? Like Absolutely. Percentage of boob. It reminded time, me the most of Rich time. Diaries. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever saw that. Yeah. Uh, like this is. I mean, this is ostensibly oh. supposed to be a scary show. It's not. I mean, this episode is couldn't be farther from scary. Oh uh, what? But, it, but it's like the same deal where like there's a guy instead of David Duchovny, it's Terrence Stamp. Yeah. And, uh, and then and then it looks the same. I think they use like the same kind of crew or whatever. Yeah. It has the same kind of budget. Same and show, then, show and time then crew. The same forced uh-huh. the same sort of forced eroticism too. Yeah. I, don't, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if forced you watched Red <laughs> but the, but that was a show that was supposed to be smutty that did not want to be smutty. It like oh. it would it would do it uh, like all right, fine, we'll get a little sex in here. But we want to tell a story, man. Yeah. Or uh-huh. something like that. I uh-huh. I didn't see very many episodes of Red Shoe Diaries, but I was very aware of the existence of it, and I think because it just just rang all of the internal late night TV alarm bells that I had just described. But yeah. now I realize like that's a whole thing. Like the like the hosted anthology show yeah. is like a whole huge, huge thing. Um Yeah, Twilight Zone, uh, Outer uh, Limits. Like it's it Yeah, goes but I mean the like the sexy like... I mean like the saxophone music. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the saxophone music. The sexy saxophone. Ellen, have yeah. you seen any other episodes of The Hunger? No one knows that no, this show exists. Not Didn't, yet. Oh, wasn't this Ellen's pick? <laughs> no, I picked it. No. Oh, you picked it? Oh, I thought it was Ellen's pick. <laughs> but yeah. thank you, Joe. You flattered me. <laughs> and, and I never heard of it until looking up uh, Oh, Madame Nobody Clues. knew about it. Okay, because I'm wondering, does, do you think Terrence Stamp is dressing in drag in every episode? No, I think no. Terrence Stamp is wearing this because it's about a dressmaker. Uh-huh. And it is also... He is capitalizing on his role in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Oh, okay. Right, oh. right. And he will go to the ball. And he will go to the ball. Also, <laughs> I I love that intro. I love it. I do too. I mean this totally sincerely. Terrence Stamp fucking rules in this episode. Oh, yeah. He's on screen for maybe two full minutes, mm-hmm. and it is Fantastic. an electrifying two minutes of Terrence Stamp. <laughs> I fucking love that guy. No. So it's yeah. like they I mean, it's like they just asked him to be as Terrence Stampy as he possibly can be. Yeah, like, yeah, right? just like, what do you what do you want me to do? Just like be <laughs> just, just you. stamp it out. Just stamp yeah. it out. Be, right. yeah. be you really hard. I mean, I of course I love Terrence Stamp. And I think like it to me, even if if <laughs> this show could have been way, 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 way worse and I would still be grateful for it because of that Terrence Stamp intro and like whatever uh-huh. you call it, the outro. It's just perfect. The corset, like, I love it. The hairy oh, yeah. back, I love it. I want to yeah. watch yeah. more of it because of that. I also want to watch more of it because, uh, like, Tony Scott directs the first episode. Wow. Have huh. we, we just re- found our new pod? <laughs> we, I would, I'd be one under, I'd be willing to do this if it was a Patreon thing and people were paying for it. <laughs> oh, wow. 
pay Did us. we mention who directs this episode? Uh, Russell Mulcahy. Yeah, he's one of yes. my all-time favorite directors. Wow. Oh, shit. <laughs> yes. Because well, he is the is, king of music king. videos. What, Huge. what did he direct? Uh, he directed Rio, the Duran Duran video. He directed uh, Highlander. It was it was Russell did, Mulcahy. Yeah. And, yeah, he directed Highlander, the movie Ricochet, one of the greatest movies oh, ever made. Shit, I did not know that he directed Ricochet, which is what one of the best movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Yes, wow. I mean, he's a director that Fuck. defined a massive swath of pop culture. I mean, those videos changed mm-hmm. the game, mm-hmm. and true. he directed so many cool videos. I mean, if you look at his. IMDb, it's just crazy. All of all the things where every single one is just like, oh my god! Like for me, I was just like, oh, I miss Ultravox. Yeah. Oh, I think it's safe to say that this episode of The Hunger also changed the game. It changed the cultural <laughs> landscape. <laughs> yeah. The Hunger. That's that's hunger. What, and it's it's an interesting thing about these shows. These these like cable shows, particularly. Imagine it's 1997. This is when media empires had more money than they knew what to do with. And they were willing to just throw it out the window, like mm-hmm. like uh, our star that we followed, whomping um, <laughs> um, onto the ground. <laughs> uh, just leave the money on the ground in Paris streets. Uh, but they they got real directors to do these atrocious episodes of television, uh-huh. which it just had to be like, oh god, yeah, no, I can use whatever a million dollars that they're that showtime is going to just throw throw to me to direct this thing right i mean i'd do it is it fun though absolutely i always think like directing a lifetime movie would be really fun or like a hallmark movie but then i do it it's probably not that much fun i i'll bet it's fun you think so i'll bet it's fun because there's low stakes but why don't you ever feel that on the screen <laughs> i do sometimes when i, I watch a hallmark always, movie always or feels a, so uncomfortable a lifetime movie. lifetime movies are fun huh. as fuck yeah, they can be yeah <laughs> occasionally you, you know does anybody else hate it when you jump out the window to commit suicide <laughs> and you always land with your panties showing <laughs> i do I, hate that i try to land with my panties showing when i commit suicide <laughs> by defenestrating myself the way she was laying on that street was like so just fake that i was like oh jumping out of a building wouldn't be that bad because that doesn't look painful at all the way that she was laying after the the jump what cracks me up about people jumping out windows (laughs) on tv shows in particular (laughs) is that it always results in just one leg being broken at the knee yeah yes (laughs) yeah it's this it's this thing she has she has the leg pointing pointing out to the side yeah they they always do that always little little drip of blood out doesn't it just make you wish there was a gingerbread man cookie cutter that was oh my god i want to make one right now that would be the best (laughs) Uh, and then we could just outline them in white. It's uh-huh. cookies and white. It's, it's gingerbreads <laughs> with like a little leg sticking out to the side. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That's going to be huge. And then you put a little little just, red frosting along the crack there where the leg oh, broke. Bella. Beautiful. Yeah. I just watched an episode, the latest episode of Poker Face. Uh, and there's also like someone who falls to their death and just one leg. Yeah. What? Oh, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. Twist it out. Mm-hmm. So this man who she meets in the bar, was he there on official duty? I think not. I think he was a cop, though. He was a cop. But he wasn't there because he was He like, wasn't there to arrest Put him. your shoes. He, he was obviously to... was there to kill him. He was kill there him. to murder him. Right. But was he there yeah. as a police officer? <laughs> because he just he... walks away from her dead body, too. And he pays her. 
Yes. Uh, yeah. Wow. Confusing. Uh, kind of. Kind of. A lot happens in here. Uh, yeah. he, I think he's. I think he's on a sort of like. Per, like, my guess is he's on like a personal vendetta sort of thing that is like somehow also state sponsored or whatever. It's just sort of like, well, right. yeah, welcome in here so you can do your law and order revenge thing, but don't like get you know make a huge deal out of it or anything like that. Just get it done. Get out of here. Right. Uh, yeah. Sort of thing. Just I also, take care of this guy. Just take just take care of this guy, and and he's and he's there because supposedly Isai Morales killed uh, a. Texas trooper, yeah, or something like that. He right, he, he shot him in the him back of the head. He shot. He's going straight to hell. He shot him in the back of the <laughs> head. He's not like a, just a romantic, innocent bad guy like the lady thinks. He's a he's a real bad bad guy. Yeah. Um. Um. Isai Morales oh. during his introductory sex scene. Um, no. Yes. No. Why not? Because you're not mature enough. Then, Come on, okay. baby. You're a freak <laughs> on me. <you. laughs> What a, what a thing to say in a sex scene. I was I wrote down, did he just say you're not mature enough to the woman he is actively fucking? Oh, no. <laughs> in the throes. Oopsie. I'm Come on baby, you're a freak on me. That how, I didn't I didn't even get that. How You're a freak on me. French. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quel français. Uh Did you notice that, that part was... when when he starts talking about the death uh the a lethal injection yeah yeah that was very strange and that made me wonder if this is like a different kind of world like that makes me kind of want to watch other episodes of it like two things that make me want to watch other episodes of this show is that goblin guy in the rest of the episodes yeah does he drop like yeah. a, a talisman in front of Where and that's how he gets parkour i don't believe so i think right. the only the only connective thread is terrence stamp in season one and david bowie in season two Honestly, huh. if that goblin guy is just entirely in this for no reason, <laughs> I'm actually for that. I'm all for that. I like that. That just, he just reminded me of like a silhouette <laughs> version of the devil in the Santa Claus movie, like that that really old Santa Claus. Movie. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, the about? heat miser. Yes. Uh, the, the cold guy. Yeah. <laughs> like the de- like cartoony, like all elbows and knees. Yeah. Devil. <laughs> this just came up yesterday. He's Mister Hundred and One. Uh huh. <laughs> That's so strange that this movie's coming up. This, I guess, that's our link ne- next. <laughs> I think right. that also, Travis, you said earlier the just what it should say is the description for this episode on IMDb is kind of a lot happens. <laughs> <laughs> Surprising amount. Like it really, it just goes and goes. You're like, wow, oh yeah. shit, we're already at that part. Yeah, totally. But uh, I-, I thought that they told that story of this dress in kind of. Because I was like, well, how are you going to show how this dress affects people? I don't know. It's kind of a cool way to show how this dress affects somebody, sort of. Where I thought they were going to do like a montage of the dress being bad. And they kind of just do like one major thing with it. <laughs> well, or two major things. Bad she, dress. Bad dress. Bad dress. She kills the boss. I mean, it's a bad dress. Then, original not. title. <laughs> for the but like, yeah, why did bad that dress. demon want? Like, I guess the demon was after the bad boyfriend guy i don't know the like demon, why no, did he want a, a demon's demon? just a demon yeah demon gonna deem <laughs> demon gonna but, deem well demon's it, just demon. is he an angel because that guy should have been murdered right he I don't deserved think, to die i don't know i i but I doesn't justice. demon like evil people and not like good people exactly if that demon is does not doing a good job if it's a demon of good twisted. demon just wants to fuck with people I think That's it's the bad only... demon or just regular demon demons are just are bad they just like that, to fuck that, with shit. 
That is an interesting philosophical question, though. If, if the devil tortures <laughs> bad people, doesn't that put him on the side of justice exactly. and good? Hmm? But the demon, the devil doesn't torture bad people, ideally. I mean, I'm not reading too directly from the Necronomicon right now, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> that the devil um, just wants to destroy good and not evil. And so, but right. I don't think, I, because the, the, the demon is causing good people to enact to uh engage in bad or evil acts yeah. which is an evil thing so the demon's just being evil sort of he's pushing he's pushing people over the line because this lady is already a bad boss and a junkie or possible yeah. diabetic yeah <laughs> i thought That's that was <laughs> i mean I, think... you know... <laughs> I love that you're just willing to give her the benefit of the doubt <laughs> <laughs> it could it, it could be insulin, but it's because right. you saw just like that, with the laughing, like or maybe she's just happy all the time. You saw, uh -huh. you saw that Family lady. Ties episode with Gregory Hines or whatever. Where he had like, no, it was Ben Vereen. Where oh he, wow! Yes, <laughs> he, he has like a syringe on him, and he has to tell everybody I'm diabetic, and they all thought he was a junkie because racism. <laughs> oh, oh no! Really? Oh shit! Oh man! Uh oh, it even happened in the Keaton's house. God. Pippin. <laughs> but this gives you a good idea of how economical the storytelling is, because within seconds of seeing that goblin thing drop the dress, we get one <laughs> single shot where she picks up the syringe, she drops the syringe down uh -huh. and does some fashion designing. And so you're like, wow, junkie <laughs> and fashion designing. All, it's like three yeah. seconds have gone by. I've got all I've got all right. I need. Yeah. Right. Really Exposition amazing. handled. Russell Mulcahy, you've done it again. I think I, like, I, if I there's... was rewriting this, I might link the stories a little oh, bit more. No. <laughs> oh, I am. Oh, of course. Yes. Oh, no, Tra I am. Hey, Travis, welcome <laughs> yeah. to Rewrite Corner. It's Rewrite it's Corner. Corner. It's so crowded in here with just uh, <laughs> ideas. I might link the stories a little bit of the drug use and the criminal being in town. Did they link it? That Maybe I just missed that. But like, I was thinking he was going to be her drug dealer and there was going to be some weird way they were using this assistant and they were being evil and then the dress like helps her kill them both, thus saving her or whatever. I, I totally know, like, agree. That would be much more uh, elegant. That, yeah. Wouldn't that be like... <laughs> <laughs> In this one, in this, in this case, it's just sort of like, she's a junkie, so... Right? Yeah. Right. So she's, I she's believe dead. the story's as elegant as the dress is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't like the dress, Ellen? Oh, the dress was not. Oh, I loved the dress, really. I thought it was so cool. I mean, it looked really good on Mimi. Yeah. But that's like, it's hard. Like, you could put her in a fucking trash bag and she would look amazing. I wanted to touch it. It was like a weird leather. Sometimes yes. it was a weird leather. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and sometimes it, it was, was an ironable <laughs> mystery you. red fabric. Yeah. It was yeah. a matte red cotton. With a tag in it. <laughs> With a tag! Did it have a tag? <laughs> For a little while there, it was just Jesus that, that it was that, you remember that ju that juggling scarf fabric? It was like yeah. that stuff for yeah, like a shot yeah, too. Yeah, totally. It was like a really big <laughs> red juggling scarf. Uh, Wait, what was the scene? Didn't didn't uh, Mald you just put it Maldonado put it over her face and run through uh, the room? Yeah, yeah. Yes. that happens. That was the scarf because she's I, a demonically uh, possessed junkie designer. The other funny thing is, you really don't get a good shot of the dress. I was trying. I was like, I had my phone ready to take a photo of it. I was like, ooh, I want to see the full thing, and they never really show you the whole thing very much. It's for the best. But when she then she strangles her boss with the dress yes. and then she picks it up incredible. off the ground 
And it, there's, I thought it was like a, a visual effects shot where there's like hands. I was oh. like, whoa, that was so fucking cool. But it was just the gloves. I it's the built-in oh. gloves. gloves. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, speaking of economical things, um, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that dress is really just a time saver. It's practical. It would be kind of like, <laughs> would have been like a great early COVID dress. Mm-hmm. But I guess you can go anywhere well, to wear it. I mean, you have to have those, what are they called? There's like a new invention where they put little rubber nibs on the end of gloves now so you can use your iPhone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I definitely would need to add that. If she wanted to use her iPhone, she'd have to take like a whole side of the dress off. If she wanted to use her yeah. iPhone, she'd have to take a time machine. About 15 years. You would have to see at least one of her tits. <laughs> she could just use her nipple on her iPhone. At least one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I really, so when Mimi's having what just appears to be a yet another bad day at their loft based <laughs> designer office oh, yeah. and she's in the bathroom like washing her hands or something and her boss is shrieking out in the workroom <laughs> yeah. and she's just like oh you know like she just has this vibe where it's like i hate my job and my boss sh- is shrieking again <laughs> and when she goes out there like and everything Alice Maldonado says is like so dramatic, right? For somebody that just shot up, I don't know what she's yeah. shooting up with, but it makes her really emphatic. Like mm-hmm. I said, she just says everything like so dramatically and so with such intensity. Mm-hmm. But at one point, when she like she kind of does that one where like she kind of yo-yos with me, and she's she's like, "Come here, get away from me." you stupid yeah. little bitch come here get away from me you stupid little bitch and so then she does the one and she's like she's like what she's like, and she's like it's just the red fabric junkie boss that I <laughs> hate this job that sucks and she goes she goes the fabric she goes I never like she gets so close to her face she goes I never ordered it <laughs> whoa whoa right and it's like Oh, <laughs> and I don't know. In the age of internet shopping, have you guys ever gotten a package that was something you didn't order? It fucking every. Oh year. yeah, we just got um, <laughs> we just got a cursed wig and press on nails that was we, probably cursed by a demon. Yeah. The, <laughs> well, now we you know what to say. We didn't realize yeah. a wig and press on nails. I did, I did grab Eric by the collar and shove him against the wall and say, "I didn't order it." <laughs> <laughs> and, and then Eric, just, you should you should scream. No, don't touch it at the top of the <laughs> I was too busy fucking Isai Morales. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, wow. In the in the lobby of my apartment, there's always all these boxes with like other people's names on it that like I didn't order this and <laughs> it's always red. <laughs> red every every day, every day there's like three, four of them, and I'm like, that's not me, but I mean Yeah, I'll take I it. That's why you're always wearing those those gowns with gloves attached. <laughs> with built in so gloves. I've, I've gotten ball. at least three gowns with gloves attached <laughs> that way. <laughs> Yes. Do okay. Here's a really, really stupid question that I just thought of. Do you, do y'all, each of you, have a, an article of clothing that makes you feel dangerous tonight? Ooh, <laughs> that you wear. That's a great um, question. <laughs> just my my shirt made out of broken glass. Oh, I, that is very dangerous. No, I mean, no. I, I gotta go. I gotta I go. I gotta go grab mine, so I'll be I'll be right back. Are oh, you gonna okay. put it on? Fucking, we can't see it. A fashion show. I know this. <laughs> this is pissing me off. I'd I say don't, we should reset it, but it's. Not I there. don't understand the question. Um, what article <laughs> of clothing makes you feel dangerous tonight? Do you do you have a cursed object 
<laughs> no, I just feel like this the the title of this episode I am came a curse from subject. like I'm feeling dangerous Here tonight. It is. Like oh, we can't see it. Ellen, describe it. <laughs> Travis, can you turn your? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Travis, turn your camera off and this then is on great, again because we can't oh, see turn it. it off and on again. Yeah, try it. Let's like see if it'll because it's uh, you're just a little exclamation point. Oh my god! Right, let's give it a try. Oh, oh, yay! yay. Oh, what is it? What does it say? <laughs> it's, it's a black baseball cap. May I, may I hazard a guess? Absolutely. Swag from the film The General's Daughter. Oh, my God. <laughs> Who's the actress that plays The General's Daughter? Because I, what I remember from that is that the daughter is like a statuesque, uh, sexy blonde gal. That's right. Uh, is I that true? I did, I did not recognize her from many other things. It's okay. a John Travolta, Sam Jackson movie. And I have to tell you, uh, wearing this hat is a hazard because it is a disgusting film. I was gonna say, isn't uh, it really gross? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> yes, it's it's, it's an dangerous. it's a truly disgusting film. Uh, Corey found this hat on eBay and just sh- like pointed out the link to me, <laughs> just just as a joke. And then I and I totally ordered it, and he was all, he was almost like probably a little disappointed in me. I think <laughs> like, I didn't mean for you to actually get one. Uh, and wow. I've worn it to like I've worn it to like baseball games and stuff like that. And people are like, "What's that?" And I go like, "I." It's a movie. The best, the, the less said about it, the better. But frankly, mm. I would well, li- so, I would um, lie just to prevent anyone from looking up the movie. I would say it's a bakery. Oh my god! <laughs> the general's daughter bakery. Uh, on, the, on the back, it says "Go behind the lies." Go Ew. behind the lies. I don't know anything about this movie. Or, you don't need to. Uh, we don't no, explain don't. it to our listeners. You're okay. Okay. No. <laughs> We're just okay. It's, being... It is directed by the same person as uh, Con Air. Uh-oh. And uh, and it is about <laughs> and, it, and it is about sexual assault in the military. Oh, and so lovely. let's just say those two elements should not have crossed paths at any point. <laughs> I saw, yeah, that I hung out with a friend one time, and at his birthday with another friend I didn't really know that well, and he was wearing uh, a shirt that had Macaulay Culkin standing next to Michael Jackson and like holding hands, and I was like, oh, that's a pretty risque shirt to wear. And I was like, do you believe in the allegations? God. He's like, yeah. And I was like, but you're still just. Wearing Wearing that shirt, Jesus! Amazing! What the fuck? <laughs> it's like four levels deep of irony, right yeah. there. Like that's, yeah, it was he's heavy. making irony dangerous again. It was <laughs> very dangerous. There's a there's a difference God. between punk and uh and that. Like, <laughs> there's a difference. Mm. Irreverence is one thing, and and full blown assholery is. Another. <laughs> it's like when those uh, like back in the in the seventies when punk first started, and there would the punk some like Sid Vicious or whatever would wear an actual swastika. Oh yeah, no, and yeah. the English kids like the 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 swastikas that uh, that Vivian Westwood would would print up on T-shirts. Yep. That all had a different meaning. That had a very very clear meaning at that time. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, what what was the meaning? What do you mean? Oh, they were just trying to piss off their parents. They were just being it was, as yeah, it was like the possible. like real pure like punk rock energy of like this is what you don't like, then that's what we like. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that sort of thing. <laughs> we're feeling dangerous tonight, <laughs> but it's but it is like it, like you look at it now and you're like, well, eh, I wouldn't have done it. I would have found literally anything else. <laughs> Maybe to not that. that. Just, just like a picture of Margaret Thatcher crossed out or something like that. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> We all picture of Winston Churchill older. <laughs> Winston Churchill. Picture of Winston Churchill getting his butt kicked or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. 
Winston, by John Wayne. Winston Churchill peeing on the Toyota <laughs> logo. <laughs> oh my God. I want that. I want that so bad. Somebody make that. <laughs> the, 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 Did anyone else notice that Issa Morales uh, invokes Last Tango in Paris? Yes. Oh. And I was just like, oh. Yeah, and I was like, Isai, have you seen that movie? <laughs> it's it's when they're having or they're going to, they're talking about the last night they're going to have together. Or is it during the last night they're going to have together? I don't know. But he, oh, he's he's telling her to meet him back there and he's like it, it will be our our own last tango in paris oh yes tremendous making the subtext text i love it were they planning on running away together like what were they why was she with that guy because he's so hunky he's so hot and dangerous yes tonight mm-hmm. yeah she <laughs> she really likes him i mean to the point where you know she does throw herself out of a building when she finds out Finds out what the dress has made her do. Yeah. Uh, he does tell her that he likes her. He he, he says he loves her. At, That's right. But he end. says, but before that, he says he likes her. True. He at he tells her after she gets the papers from Petion's and shows up in the all in one gloves. Um <laughs> that he's like, I'm gonna say four words I don't usually say or that I never said before or whatever. And he says, I love you. And then she just gets such a look on her face. Yeah. Like, Whoops. Like she knows she's already betrayed late, him. Motherfucker. It, yeah. breaks yep. the, it breaks the spell of the demon dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of does. Well, apparently all you have to do is take it off. And I feel like historically <laughs> yeah. demon, demonic clothing, they usually have something in woven into the clothing that makes it so you can't take it off. Usually until you do the bidding of yeah. the curse. Right. So I found that to be kind of an interesting uh, twist or just maybe not very effective demon textile making. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're like, oh, shit, you guys. What if we made it so you couldn't take off the all in one glove dress? And it's like, ah, oh, that is a good thought, Carl. We should have done it like that. The demon did not. He went to the wrong design. The dress. <laughs> right. He simply the, provided the fabric. Yeah. The fabric is the thing. Like the demons are like Vince, make it stick, make it rip the flesh. He mm-hmm. only dropped like a yard and a half of. I know, yeah. <laughs> she was able to make this dress with gloves. Anyone... Was the window even open? They have to use editing tricks to get the uh, the the fabric to kind of like go through the window to waft uh-huh. to to like waft. There was a lot of like stuff. fading happening between with the gargoyle uh, thing that was yeah. so. So corny that fabric still. is like demon like remnant fabric. It's not even like. It doesn't stick to your flesh. You can take it off and be not demonic anymore. <laughs> yeah. You know, or is yeah. it more demonic because you take it off and they're like, oh, fuck, what have I done? Which is always a great trope. Yeah. Yeah. So the, what's more evil? The dress is really random and, and it's it has like no rules mm-hmm. because some, some people just like <laughs> yeah. look look at the dress and kind of go like, oh, Ooh. shit, the dress, I must have it. Yeah. And then some people like touch the, like, the, like you remember when mm. the, she's, She's uh, snitching on her boyfriend to that cop, and then mm-hmm. he like touches her shoulder for oh, whatever yeah. reason, and then he yeah. sees a bunch of like, like evil flashing stuff. lights. No, uh-huh. but yeah. it, it gets him too because that's when he says, "I've never wanted to kill someone more." <laughs> <laughs> like, what's God wrong? Damn, yeah. I've never hurt a woman, but right now I've never wanted to kill a woman as much as I do you. Oh wow, God, that's yeah. some, ooh, that's. That's some shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> that scene felt like it went on for five hours. But really, perhaps I'm wrong. 
where where he's kind of it where it's kind of like editing mo- tricks and he's just going like uh it, yeah just, it's just like yeah. stretch stretch <laughs> yeah yes. yeah God. totally <laughs> gotta that make that rough. come on guys we gotta make it to 27 minutes <laughs> we, have, we have to make it to 27 rough. minutes just vamp vamp <laughs> Was the demon watching? There was like, a where's sh- the demon? We have doubled the uh, episode mm-hmm. length, by the Up way. on the roof? <laughs> oh, yes. I, just I knew we could. That now we have talked about this episode for twice as long as the episode actually For twice was. as long as it was and twice as long as they thought about it when they were making it. <laughs> we are having the conversation that no one had. <laughs> yeah, Ridley Scott spent half an hour. I really do think that like the producers of this show, as much as they thought about it in the mythology around it, were like, you know, the dress is evil. Yeah. Like yeah. that's about oh, like yeah. as far as they went into it. Like whatever it. we needed. Yeah. We don't know. It's twenty seven minutes. Nobody's gonna watch this. Yeah. <laughs> Someone um, was like, uh, what's the motivation? They were like, uh evil. <laughs> How come uh Alice Maldonado's a junkie? I don't understand that element at all. Like I don't I don't think it's necessary and it's I, I feel like it was just a way to kill her in the episode and make us not feel bad about it. And like still this, side with the... Yeah, it has this... Same with Eastside Morales. Like, the only people that die are people that do bad things. And yes. drug use is a bad thing, mm-hmm. according I to honestly, television. I honestly think that's the reason. Like... I, this is yeah. a kind of this is a kind of horror genre that I really I mean I I like I I don't like it seriously I can enjoy it ironically like this sort of thing mm-hmm. but a lot of tales from the crypt episodes a lot of these ones where it's like bad evil people get there come up and spy right. a monster the morality like, tale and, and, yeah. like there's nothing scary about cosmic justice yeah just, like, that's not scary that not like really. evil people get like like what's coming to them like yeah. I don't know how that's speak terrifying. for yourself Travis <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> uh yeah no i i th- that is that is a genre of horror that i find kind of kind of repellent um but tends to be the content of a lot of media that i love to consume i mean exactly isn't that the hitchhiker's bread and butter isn't 100%. that almost always like that was it? the yeah. entire thing about the hitchhiker was it was yeah people it this hitchhiker this extremely attractive hitchhiker <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just sticks his thumb out and ends up at some some fancy apartment building, and then you get to watch rich people do bad things and, and for half murdered. an hour, and then they they die <laughs> or they're in they end up in some sort of twilight zony hell. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite one is one with Kirstie Alley, where she like ends up on an IV drip of acid, I be- of of uh, LSD. Oh, I believe. oh wow, uh, wow! And is <laughs> the whole the end of it is just her going and drooling. Oh God, that's horrible! Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's... that's really brutal. Yeah, no, but trust me, when you watch it, it's not. It's the, it's the it's sub <laughs> it's sub hunger the series production values. <laughs> yeah, I think like the the quintessential one of those is that one from uh, one of those. One of the, what is the one that Stephen King did with uh, the zombie movie guy? <laughs> what are this? Frank Darabont? Like, what? Uh, oh, a Maximum Overdrive? Oh, no, no. Wait, they, they ser- were... Is it a series you're talking about? Yeah, there's there's two of them. Uh, Creepshow. Creepshow. Yeah, there's, oh, yeah, there's, yeah. One, there's one from the zombie. Thanks George, for the ride, George, lady. George Romero. Um, but there's there's one of those creep shows where it's just like this evil old dude, and he's like really anal retentive and he likes to keep his apartment clean uh, and he's evil and all you do is right. see him if you've seen this before then right multiple all you, bugs all Can't. you see is him being mean to people 
and then being clean. And wouldn't you know, some cockroaches kill him. Oh, you're like, oh man, I love that. I love that so much. I love creep show. Creep show is this is not the first time creep show has come up yeah, on no. this podcast. Oh, <laughs> oh, this is the one with the blob in the water, right? Uh, no, that well, oh. yes, that's creep show too. Yeah, creep show too. The raft. Yeah, it's one of the Which scariest like, yeah, your things most I've ever seen. Horror <laughs> tropes ever. But we've also, I may have a, a chance to play Don't Let Go at the end of this episode yet again. <laughs> for me, Creep Show is just forever. Thanks for the ride, lady. Yes. That's yeah. what I used to say to my mom when she Amazing. would drop me off at school. Thanks for the ride, lady. Thanks for the ride. Because <laughs> my mom was my, my horror movie companion from, from birth till 18. Yeah. I feel, yeah. Wow. I mean, it's like the those are they have a sometimes clever way of looping back towards like, oh, wait, they were evil and they deserve to die. And there's like a fun way of getting to that little bit where I f <laughs> maybe this one didn't have that or like just had that needle and drug just to be like, yeah, no, she's bad. She does drugs. But then it was like the rich couple who end up with the dress who are like shopping right. and they're just bad because they're rich, I guess. Right. It, they were like, oh, we're snooty and rich. And so like, let, we're going to buy, we already bought that dress. And so we'll take it at the end. They are just bad because they're rich. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, but no, I think that it's set up for you to think the husband is bad because he is trying to force his wife to wear these sexy things that she's not comfortable with. Right. Mm -hmm. Until she sees the magic demon fabric glove dress and then she's like oh maybe i do like to be sexy but mm -hmm. i don't know in my mind that was it where it's like oh she's gonna stab him because he's trying to dress her up um and this is the show's words like a whore oh but mm -hmm. then but now i'm Ooh. like now i'm on the side of the dress if that's the case. i know yeah <laughs> keep going like yeah keep that, like, dress. now i want to see more of the dresses <laughs> like can we watch a series about the dress <laughs> That well, but I mean, like the dress, the the woman, she kills him. And so really it's I mean, the dress just seems like it goes on in perpetuity for size four women everywhere who <laughs> are going to be evil. Right. Yep, they're going to go on killing sprees. I guess the biggest tragedy is that she our, our main person jumped out the window at the end and chose to kill herself. You know, that sucks. She was with a criminal. She shouldn't have been with that guy. You know, it's good that he's dead. <laughs> But she chose to kill herself, and that's she, her choice. She also really could have like gotten out of that situation, Scott Free. Like, yeah, she she, she would have been fine. She pushed for it. She really pushed for it. Although, you know what, I did like the an element that I didn't think was played very well, but I did think, oh man, that's good. Was the cop throwing a gun at Isai Morales, an unloaded gun oh, yeah. at Isai Morales, and then shooting him? Yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that's it's so great. Like in the right hands, and I do mean in Tony Scott's hands. That would have been beautiful. Like that would have been a really gorgeous moment. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, he just needed a reason to shoot him, right? That's yeah, exactly. But, but mm -hmm. also, yeah, you say no, he pulled he the didn't. gun on me. He's there, totally un like he's there under no pretenses. No one knows he's there. Know. He's like he's shooting someone in France. Well, it's like revenge. I mean, I shot several people in France. <laughs> yeah, they just they just let you do That's it. That's you do. Well, in they just France. don't know what to do. They don't have guns. Yeah, I mean, it's all <laughs> it's all a game, isn't it? This mortal coil. <laughs> it's so bohemian over there. I love it. Uh, it's great. You can just shoot anybody. Just yeah. butter and bullets. Oh, the gun. <laughs> That's my the gun. The gun. gun. 
Ah, Sakura blew the gun. <laughs> Sakura blew him away. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my god. Sorry. I'm I'm older than everybody. Ouch. Else. I just want to I want to hang out in a bar for villains that where they play that music. I will and not I, hang if I walk into a place and that play, music is playing, I'm walking the fuck out. They only play that music on loop and it's just like we're all villains. <laughs> we don't care about the music. <laughs> what was cracking me up was it was like where did all these 80s punks come from? Like what the, Oh yeah. What the fuck? Cuz I would want to well, Nightcore France. from Nightcore. <laughs> Chips. That's right. There was always like three 80s punks kind of in the back of the courtroom in night court. Yeah. They had yeah. to have them in there. Yeah. Judge Harry Stone let them go so they could go to Paris. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Although those punks, like one of them had like full on like Liberty spikes yeah. and stuff. Like they yeah, were, it was a mess. But I got, I was wanted to look at the night court punks longer, but then I was immediately distracted by how the bartender at Petion's had a weirdly shiny shirt. <laughs> and the thought yeah, I had right. was, yeah, the thought I had was like, wow, there's so many weird demonic fabrics in yeah. this episode. Is he but then feeling for dangerous some reason, tonight? Also, yeah, maybe. I mean, I just, for some reason, I just thought that seems like a shirt that Robert Davi would wear in some weird TV show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, indeed. No, that's what Robert Davi would wear just on the street in his regular life. Yes. God, I hope so. Mm-hmm. I like. I just say a, it with love. Tiny, with small love. Throwaway date detail while we're talking about this punk rock bar, though. But but I kind of liked this place <laughs> because the first shot that we get is a punk looking guy, mm-hmm. and he takes a really punk rock slug from that beer. You know, he's like, Ugh, yeah, he's really, really like punk rockishly yeah, drinking the, the beer. Yeah, and then the camera pans over to the bartender, and there's another guy who's at the bar who's taking a sip out of a little silver yeah. cup. He's going, yeah, little espresso, <laughs> he's like a macchiato or uh-huh. something like that. And I'm like, I want to go to this place with hardcore punks and the fanciest coffee imaginable. Yeah. It's, we'll go to Paris. It's Paris. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Paris. literally it's just right. Paris. It's Paris. I love it. <laughs> it's and just the Paris. cop is sipping uh, a single shot of espresso, right? Out yeah. of a tiny cup. So, and then later he's drinking a Perrier. Some, uh, he's drinking Peru. Yeah. It's, Peru. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's, when she comes with the dress, he's having a sparkling water. <laughs> and a cigarette. When, doesn't he he shoots doesn't he shoot a, a shot of whiskey and then wince like like a little bitch? <laughs> ah, what are I, what was I thinking? Yeah. I don't like this stuff at all. Ew. Ew, I ew, ew. Like there was that moment I thought, like, that's not tea. Like they actually gave him whiskey. <laughs> He's like, oh, and he was like, <laughs> it's like a, just a moment of seizure going on that I that I really loved. I did love the shot of her approaching the cop at the table, and then her face is all in shadow. I thought that was really yeah. Cool. There's like yeah. there's some. I mean, there's some good shots. There's yeah. some stuff in this that I think is like the way her it shows leg, that her, there were people pay, paying attention to the what way was her going. leg was bent when she was dead on the sidewalk. Like that's obviously that's genius just continuity. <laughs> yeah, it's just like <laughs> the finishing really like... continuity person was like, no, nope, your, <laughs> your leg is at the wrong angle. Bend it more. Defenestration. Um, <laughs> the I love the shot where she's angrily ironing with the hundreds-year-old yeah. iron. Hundreds-year-old. In the background, you see Alice Maldonado um, with her head in a pool of blood yeah. on the floor. <laughs> yes. It's actually a great shot. That is it's great. Really good. I remember that one. Um, but I also really uh, loved when Issa Morales' character gets sh- uh, shot or grazed or whatever by the cop or fake cop, whatever, mm-hmm. um, and he just like eats it 
in that alley in a way that I really appreciated. But th- that might be the influence of what we talked about last week, where people are just slip sliding all over the place while they're running away and they've knocked yeah. themselves stupid in alleyway yes. after a- French alleyway after French alleyway. Right? Yes. But I really enjoyed that. And I, I'm not normally one that likes it when people fall down. Like, you know, I don't, I'm not, I don't enjoy things like that, but I am starting to enjoy it, which means I'm just seconds away from being, uh, becoming victim to a demonic fabric oh, dress. No. I mean, if it's going to happen to one of us, bad. it's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do true. like gloves. I, I mean, I like convenience clothing. Yeah. Or <laughs> Joe. It'll happen to Joe. I would wear that You know, dress. like sock hats that gown. or... I must go to the ball. T-shirts yeah. that are tote bags. Until demons are like, <laughs> this This sweatshirt is evil. I'm, yeah. I'm totally safe. That overstriped <laughs> sailor button-up. Yeah. is made by a demon. <laughs> I will not resist at all. I will give myself over to that. I guess I, I could be I could be like victim to a haunted peacoat. Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Possible. Anything a European vampire would wear. Yes. <laughs> all about being a European vampire. Mm-hmm. Just a haunted just a haunted ironic t- t- t-shirt for me. Yes. <laughs> haunted t-shirt and hat from That's Soldier's it. Daughter. Haunted, actually that hat is probably haunted. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Haunted, haunted if that's, is that the same thing? Sweat stains of the devil. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Few people know how disturbing this hat truly is. That's uh, that's what's fun about it. I'm was, getting a sense. I was also wondering how did he get from Texas to Paris as a criminal? I was like so like it was, 19, he, it was pre-9/11. It was 1997. Right. Oh. Yeah. Like we all to need to, to remember that pre-9/11 you could basically just walk onto an airplane. Okay, we were just talking <laughs> With about the scissors this. and your full-size yeah. shampoo. <laughs> yeah, your full-size <laughs> and a bottle of water. Your gingham shears. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, we were just talking about this. I think the one benefit of that is that you, we, the post 9-11 world already has way too many people at the gate. There are not enough seats for the amount of people at the gate. So like adding all the people waiting for people to get off the plane or their families, like going to leave them to say goodbye to people. We don't need that at the gate. I'm glad about that. That's the one silver lining. We don't need that many people at the gate. Other than that, but doesn't doesn't that totally wreck that weird airport scene from Love Actually? Yes, I've only seen Love Actually once, and I'm probably not. It's not good. Watch it's like it again, goodbye so at the right. gate thing. It's disturbing. It's I'm not good. It's disturbing. You. Why do people like it? It's disturbing. <laughs> I used love to actually. love going to the gate when, like, when my grandparents' stuff would fly to the airport. I love that. So I'm sorry, Joe. I guess I was part of the problem. You're I part of the problem. <laughs> It's not the first time. <laughs> the no. only thing I liked about going to the airport was driving up the parking lot spiral. Uh, like the, you know, those, yes. those awesome, like, Giger-inspired uh, <laughs> parking structures at SeaTac. Those oh, were yeah. my favorite thing when I was a kid. I thought they were the coolest. I oh still my think God, they are the, the coolest thrill. thing. It's a thrill. But, like, that drive up a spiral. We did, oh, we, we just did we one. We got to do that uh, just just this weekend we went to see magic Mike. magic mike's last dance the final tease which Ooh. is excellent it's pretty fun i've never seen any wow. of those things um, those ones the those films just watch the second the second one's fun that was hard great me. if you have the, insomnia I think you can watch oh. all of them if you have insomnia put the second what's it one about on. exactly besides male, male strippers yeah it's like a male strippers 
I think the first um, one, the first one's got great, great stuff in it, and then also stuff that's not great. And the second one is purely great stuff. Yeah, exactly, yes. exactly. Yes, yeah. And the, and the I, third, I, the third one is a pure late '80s aspirational yeah. comedy. Yeah, uh, like so. It's like it's like uh, shot in 2022. Break into Electric Boogaloo, or there's a movie called Plane for Keeps that I don't know if a lot of people know. Um, I've but seen it's, that. It is 100% the Let's get together, put on a show, and save the community center. I mean, like, I'm not against those movies. I just, you know, there's just a lot of movies that I don't see. Mm. Oh, totally. <laughs> and yes. I'm not I'm not actively in opposition to it. Although, just when really... I think about male stripper things, I think about um, the documentary about the Chippendale murders, and I enjoyed oh, wow. that. But that's, Yikes. like, the opposite of what you're describing. Exactly. So just don't watch the first maybe one. Maybe I'm just not the target the audience, because I'm... You know I'm not fun in in some ways. We know. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna I was say. I talking to Eric Joe. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I was gonna say if I wrote a little like a, an episode of The Hunger, Ellen would be in it, and she would get murdered. And her the evil thing that she did to why she would get murdered is she was waiting at the gate of the airplane. Oh <laughs> like, yes. Nobody would understand, but it would be like, no, she deserved it. <laughs> ironic no, no. I, I already have a rewrite she was <laughs> she was evil see <laughs> i feel like i have to say that um on the pod i know uh, everyone uh is really feeling that i bullied joe yes or maybe only i'm feeling that way no everyone feels um, that way. but as, as everyone <laughs> no, can joe see, does just too, to clarify, yeah, I do too. <laughs> um Joe deserves it. So, um, <laughs> the shit I, I say to Ellen off air. About that and I so yeah, everybody things, just rewrite that motherfucker. The all things right. I text to Ellen. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> it's different. It's it's different when we're not on the pod. I don't know. I why constantly that's bully Ellen while we're recording. I'll text her. Have you been crying? <laughs> <laughs> And I just, I just start screaming, yeah. but you can't yeah. see that. None of you, you can see in. or hear that. Yeah. Can you? How do you feel? It's not Magic Joe. Yeah, I just know to keep it off air. My bullying. <laughs> can you imagine if I bullied you off pod like that? <laughs> That's so do, you, so do you think there would be an on pod? Yeah. If I'd be more scared of you than I already am. <laughs> <laughs> we would ch- yeah it was murder it takes on a whole new meaning <laughs> so, sorry travis i just really took us into our feelings there for a i love it but that's because they're about to do my least favorite i am literally hundreds we're gonna take you into other feelings because it's time for <laughs> pick <laughs> your poke oh yes oh yes Travis, in case you don't know, this is where we just uh, are gross and pick whoever we think is the most fuckable person in the episode. And we mm-hmm. start with Ellen. <laughs> All right. Ellen, who do you want to fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. I wish I had enough energy to just deadpan Alice Maldonado, but I'm not going to. <laughs> um, I mean... It's the the dress, isn't it? Not not my Richie. Valenzuela was our dad's name. It's it's always going to be Ace Morales. Yeah, because he um has had a pet bunny, and I just love him, and I think he's super talented. And he is like bizarre, bizarrely handsome. Where Mm -hmm. a kind of handsome that normally I can't understand. 
but I have to say them because there's not really very many other. Oh wait, never mind. Terrence Stamp. Yeah. Oh, oh. Bum, bum, yeah, yeah, bum. yeah. Yep. With... He was in the episode technically. Yeah. I had the same uh, the same trajectory as Helen, where it was like, I mean, no one's more attractive than Isai Morales. And there's like, right, it's bizarre. But, would, but Terrence Stamp is just like, yeah, he has a cool. Yeah, he's got he's, a he's the one. He's got a um, presence, charisma. Mm-hmm. I mean, they both do, but I, yeah. I think it's just because Isai Morales's character in this was so fucking dumb mm. that I'm just like, eh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I kind of You're taking a way. chance on a dead man. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be ah, the first time. You're maybe you're just not maybe oh, you're very Stamp. mature. Terrence Stamp? Yeah, maybe oh, Stamp. shit. Okay. I mean, I had the same little thing happening in my brain, too, but I ended up with Terrence Stamp as well because I was oh like, my oh, God. wow, damn. Wait, wait. But tra- Travis, make it, make it <laughs> unanimous. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I was going to go for the lady who's really hot. No. But, uh, Ew. Uh, I don't want to I don't want to really Maldonado. Yeah. <laughs> before I, I choose uh, before I choose nice Terrence speaking. Stamp. Uh, <laughs> the, the lady it's the lady from the last one that that did that was the connection, right? What's yes. her name? Mm-hmm. Do we uh, remember? Marie Jose Marie Jose Cruz. Marie Jose and she is in a movie called Munich. Yeah, and, uh, the Steven Spielberg the film assassin. called Munich. Yes, oh. and she there's yeah. a very disturbing scene uh, with her in it towards the end that it's always incredible. like really fucked me up. Wait, is that the one? Okay, so I've never seen Munich, but they these two were talking about Munich, and there was a scene where oh. they wish that it had just been completely excised from the movie. But that's no, there's not a the sex scene. scene. Yep. There's a sex scene that happens later on between Eric Bana and his wife that is like, well, yes, take it from the movie. It's very strange. Oh, oh, that's, that's, that's not, not even the scene that we were talking no, about. Yeah, that's not the, the, scene. No, the, the radio scene. <laughs> the scene yeah. that I'm talking about is, is is a very good scene. It just happens to be really disturbing. Yeah, uh, it is. It, She's the Dutch assassin. Yeah, uh, I've been. I really, really need to watch Munich. It's come up <laughs> multiple times in the last few weeks. <laughs> We've talked about it a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I I'm always a- say the same thing, which is you know, blah blah blah, anti Spielberg stuff. So I won't get into it again. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. I'm watching it. Just tomorrow. kidding. I will get into oh, you it. Are. The radio thing yeah. is. Oh, to... you know, the radio scene. Yeah, that film would just be almost perfect. So the radio thing. Not for okay. that scene. I'll, tra- look, I'll keep an eye out for that. Travis, your your actual it's the poke worst sentimental barf moment sucks. Is the lady. It ruins the tone. Is the main girl with her leg. That it's gets Marie. It's Marie. 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 Well, well, she's very, very, very attractive. But I'm gonna pick Terrence. I'm gonna pick Terrence Dan. Yay! Oh, solidarity. <laughs> such peer a, pressure. Such a yeah, dream. peer pressure. I mean, he, he's he. It is also like this is. No, I I enjoyed this. We're not talking about like high quality programming here by any stretch. But the moments when Terrence Stamp on is on, you're kind of like, this is something. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's the high yes. call. Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird that like the terms of his being a narrator of this thing aren't really defined or anything. No, no. he seems so only strange. vaguely aware that we're watching. I think we're gonna. I'm gonna watch the first episode as soon as we're done. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just to see if they do set up anything. Oh, I'm. I it's also watch... directed by Tony Scott, so I'm very curious to see what yeah. that. Yeah, I want to watch is. the titles wow. of the individual episodes are also really funny. If I'm remembering <laughs> yeah. that correctly, they're kind of. <laughs> All over the place, but I mean, I'm feeling huh. dangerous oh. tonight. Is like, I, or I'm dangerous tonight is a pretty good title. True. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> when was the last time we had a unanimous pope? Tony, oh, it was Tony, 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 Tony. 
which is oh. like uh, season one, right? Season one. He was a travel. He was the travel. What's his, what's what is it the called? He's the ticket guy. Yeah, he, ticket he, master he, Tony. He sold tickets to uh, to Jonathan Hart in an early episode of Heart to Heart. That was the last time we all agreed on a poke. Wow. You made me love you. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> Let mm. me just mention Peggy. to everybody that the second episode of The Hunger of the Series, season one, stars Karen Black, Daniel Craig, and Lena Headley. Whoa. That's what I mean. Whoa. It's it's like the, the list of, of folks that are in this series across the two years is incredible. It's and insane. the title of it is Menage a Trois. <laughs> wow. And it's Wait. directed by... Jake Scott. I love that. <laughs> I'm well, so I'm watching that tonight. Like that's just happening. I'm so curious about what uh, David Bowie did with his intro outro scenes too. We will find out. They are all we're free. We're going to have to watch them. Yeah. We're going to we're going to watch them. Well, let's just become a podcast about the show. <laughs> Clearly. Why are you trying to like derail us from <laughs> <I> this? I know. <laughs> <laughs> because we found our show. <laughs> It's got to be the only podcast. It would have to be the only podcast on About the show. The I mean, hunger. it would just have to be. I know there's a lot of podcasts out there, but <laughs> I'm 100% down to do 44 episodes on this show. But uh... <laughs> if we can find anything that you guys, I have not heard of anything. So it's not like surprising that I've never heard of this, but I am surprised that none of you three have seen or heard of this before. I didn't have HBO. Or I didn't have Showtime in in the late '90s. I also didn't ha- watch TV. That was the rare period that I didn't have TV. Oh, uh, was 1995 to 2000 ish. Um, but I would. No, I, I guess I also didn't have films. TV during a. Yeah, I didn't have regular TV and for a significant number of years. So we did neither of us have TV when we met, Eric? That was weird. Yeah, no, that was the time. Like I wasn't I think that's watching true, TV. Yeah. Saying I don't watch TV was the equivalent of wearing a swastika on your arm during the like <laughs> <laughs> the Not really. Days. Like I no, had I, I had a TV and I watched uh-huh. I watched movies. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, but I didn't watch television. Like there was no television that it, I would watch. It was because it was the moment when they made it so that you had to have a certain kind of connection to watch regular network television even. Exactly. And so I just had it connected to the VCR and the DVD uh, player okay, like yeah. because I didn't have the wherewithal or the fucks to give to yeah. connect it to watch even just network TV, which made me sad and frustrated. There was a pride there's during my time of coming up in the world there was a pride of being like i don't have i don't have a tv i don't watch tv but Mm -hmm. but people would say that and they would have a macbook and watch everything on their macbook so it was like you have a tv it's taking a stand against the specific technology of a television yeah exactly not the the idea (laughs) yes letter of the law and not the spirit yeah yeah, I feel like the kill your television stickers. I'm always like, kill your television. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Leave, my leave my television. Leave my television. Alone. Alone. Yeah. It's the golden <laughs> age. Back off. Yeah, yeah we're. I, in wanted, my great time. I wanted to point out that I had totally had a television. This is '97. I was a senior in high school. I was paying for cable in my house because I had a job, and my mm. parents were anti-cable. Nice. But they couldn't buy any. They couldn't tell, give me any reason why I couldn't pay for my own damn cable. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, and you better believe I, wow. I had all of the pay channels. Oh, I had Showtime. Wow. Oh, wow. And you and didn't I, watch The Hunger? And I was, you didn't watch and I was The Hunger? 
on the lookout for, for anything that has nudity in it. Boobies. Yeah, yeah, totally. I never heard yeah. of this before. I, I assure you I would have been All watching right. it. Well, I feel like that's the decider. Where yes. were you working now in 97? Now we must do the podcast. I worked at a park in Yakima. Oh. Called, called the Yakima Greenway. I was emptying garbage cans. Oh, my God. Yeah. Nice. Real Did blue someone say garbage shit. can? <laughs> oh. Watch out, Jennifer. <laughs> Jennifer, look out. Jennifer, Is look out. Is this why you like the concussion episodes of Heart to Heart so much? Yeah. 100%. It's 100%. You knew how to Fucking prep a garbage can. To, to trash can. My God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm, we yeah. must stop trash can <laughs> the cop when he pays uh our main lady <laughs> mimi mimi he says he like <laughs> shoves a euro in her hand and says i'm sorry madam judas i'm all out of silver yeah that that's the best line sassy. in the whole episode yeah mm-hmm. it's biblical it's a biblical it reference is, did it you get it biblical mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I just have this one line from Terrence Terrence Malick or T- I keep wanting to say Terrence Malick. Uh, it's not Terrence, Terrence Malick, Malick. Who, who is quoted in saying this episode of The Hunger. Is the Hunger sucks. The reason so I made great. a thin red line. <laughs> it inspired me to make it. I came Terrence out of retirement. <laughs> so just give you an idea. Feels more like, like the like the inspiration for New World. Yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. My God, I'm making the new world now. Shots fired. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to make that Christian Bale one, whatever that's called. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> None of us know. Uh, but this will give you an idea of the kind of quasi-philosophical dronings that Terrence Stamp does. It's just like he, he's a, he's like going he's standing in front of a mirror, I think, and he's going through clothes and he's going want to wah. And then he like kind of looks at the camera, kind of does it, and he goes, "We cannot choose what we're born as. We can only choose what we appear to be. Clothes really do make the man." <laughs> and now some horror, like okay, yeah. I guess. I, I actually, love I, that. I loved his yeah, his I'm intro. Everything that he said in the intro is like you're every. I agree with everything that you were saying, and I right. I'm loving this. Yeah. And then when the episode started, I was like, "Oh well, you just." had nothing to do with the rest of this episode. Trick. It's a trick. Yeah. It's a terrible, trick. terrible trick. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like the Crypt Keeper gives you an idea of what you're going to see next. And Terrence Stamp's thing, you're it's like, random. and now it's just some trashy Red Shoe Diaries shit? Like, that's. I thought we right. were going to see something better. I don't know. Yeah. Travis, do you... Yeah. Do you- do you happen to have a Crypt Keeper in you? Do you have a Crypt Keeper impression? <laughs> oh. Because I would like for you to do a Crypt Keeper it's, introduction to this episode. It's not a good <laughs> of the podcast. No, 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 of this of this show. It's not a good Crypt Keeper impression, but uh, my friend Kevin and I used to do a Crypt Keeper bit that I always thought was really funny where he talked where he talked the same way but didn't tell any actual jokes. <laughs> So he'd just be like, hello, kiddies. I guess you could say we're going to watch an episode of television. (laughs) (laughs) And now I bid you goodbye and have a pleasant weekend. (laughs) The Crypt Keeper's convulsive laughter makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, definitely. He just just shakes a little too much. Like he just like... (sighs) 
he just it's a little more laughing like it's just that the idol is set a little high on Kripper and that makes me tense I love the stock that's you could just record that and put it in front of anything that you're about to watch like like Terrence Stampton yeah exactly he had no clue what was happening you ever watched this episode there's a dress in this one yeah okay I will go to the ball whatever so wait so so, okay so Terrence Stamp was in this episode for 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 real, like two minutes, right? Yeah. So twenty-two episodes. He's there for forty-four minutes. Oh, he ended all good. of them. In I hope one he day. made like ten million dollars. He had to have. So that was like a day of shooting, right? For Terrence, like he just went there for a day Maybe. and did all of these intros. I'm I'm <laughs> guessing that they're all in that same um, dingy late nineties uh, <laughs> industrial video apartment. Oh yeah, yeah. Why would you shoot anywhere else in exactly. the late 90s? It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. When this ended and he was being corseted for the ball, I was like, uh, is he a drag queen? I know him best from Priscilla Queen of the Desert, obviously. Like, that's my touchstone for him. So I was like, wait a well, like, what is, was he actually a drag queen or like, what is he doing? But you saying that he's just calling out to his role yes. and that makes a lot more sense. And it's like, okay. I get that. That's fine. But at first I was like, wait, one a minute. Wait a minute. Like my like West Coast liberal elite snowflake self was like, mm, I don't know about that. Like, I don't know how many <laughs> drag queen things you can do as a straight white guy. Whatever. It was just like, wait a minute. But hmm. it's he's, okay. He's so wonderful. In yeah. In the desert, too. Yeah. He has the great. Yes. Of, you got a face like a cat's ass. <laughs> <laughs> What a cast! Isn't Guy, Pier- isn't Guy, Pier- Guy Pearson there yeah. too? Yeah, yeah, Guy yeah. Pearce, amazing. Agent uh, Hugh- Smith. Hugo Weaving, mm-hmm. Hugo. Wow, mm-hmm. I gotta watch that again. Oh, yeah. have you not oh, seen that in a long time? It's... I haven't seen it in like fifteen years. Dude, oh shit, it's, it holds up. It's like, so good, beautifully. Yeah, it's yeah. so right. good. Anyway, it's time to pick a hot link. Oh, oh boy, shit. Ellen, where are we going? <laughs> Well, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> uh, I've i oh, wanted to hear that nostalgia. for so long. We don't have any <laughs> we don't have any chance to say that anymore. I was torn between um picking something from Russell Mulcahy, the director, mm. and Terrence Stamp. Those were the two choices that I gave myself. For Russell Mulcahy, I just thought, well, Highlander would be a fun thing to talk about. <laughs> And that's kind of that kind of thing. But then I was also like, oh, um, maybe one of the music video collections. But then I realized I was being a Joe. Um, <laughs> but You would never want to be that. So for Terrence Stamp, I have two things. And like, I, I just was cruising the list of Terrence Stamp things and just doing this one where I'm like, oh, I love that. Oh, I love that. Oh, God. I love that. I love that. I love that. But so few things were really like ringing the bells for this pod in particular. Mm -hmm. So then I narrowed it down to two. Yes, I am going to talk about this forever. Come along, won't you? Um, So Eric, this one is, is for you because Terrence Stamp is in legal Eagles. Oh Oh my my fucking God. God. What is this? Which I love. I love legal Eagles. (laughs) Me too. I'm sorry to jump in. Uh, I don't know if it's my turn. That was my pick. Oh, was it? Oh, oh 100%. Then I'm doing it. Then I'm doing it. Hundred percent. Holy shit! Uh, wow. What a delight! I absolutely love that movie. It's one of the weirdest fucking movies you'll ever see. 
I love it. I saw it in the theater twice. Oh, what is Legal Eagles? I've never even heard of this. Oh my God. It's Robert Redford. <laughs> what isn't it? What Robert isn't Redford. It? <laughs> what isn't Legal Deborah Eagles? Deborah Winger. <laughs> Deborah Winger. <laughs> Daryl, Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah. <laughs> <laughs> I watched and it for I the first time. Terrence like, Stamp? <laughs> I watched it for the first time like four years ago, and I and I'd always seen it in the video store when I was a kid. because uh, there's this <sighs> really boring picture of those three leads just yep. sort of like sitting. Mm-hmm. There's no yeah, information it's, about it's the movie. It's the yearbook one. Yeah. yeah. And they're yeah. just sort of like sitting there and you go like blah, whatever. And I would never watch it. That that movie has so much bizarre shit in it. Daryl you know, Hannah does a performance art thing yes. in that movie. That, that is actually amazing. Thank you. Yes. It's I, yeah. I think of it. Legal Almost eagles. daily. Okay. <laughs> yeah, when she's dragging them, the thing of the so good because we might do this one. I think we people need to talk about this movie We're going to do that. I I forfeit my choices. Like I was Terrence. I was Terrence Stamp, and I I was vacillating between the hit and the limey. God, two of my favorites. I know, and I was I was gonna go for the limey because the limey is an hour and a half long and it's wonderful. Um, and so is the hit. <laughs> but uh, uh. but fucking legal eagles <laughs> oh, oh man oh shit okay well so the reason I chose my link is because it's a VHS cover that I saw in the rental store over and over and over again and I was like what the fuck is that <laughs> and I, like I was like so transfixed by it and it's Terrence Stamp as well but it's Link an experiment oh in God. terror. Yes. Oh yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Elizabeth Shue. I've seen that too. And my yeah, that's the one with Elizabeth Shue. That's actually surprisingly mm-hmm. good. Oh yeah. my God, yeah. really? It because is. the yeah, cover, the VHS cover, is mm-hmm. a <laughs> monkey holding a match to its face, <laughs> and it's a crazy illustration of it being lit by a match with the word "link" in like blood letters, with a woman on the ground, just like the most eighties. <laughs> Elizabeth Shue, the most 80s styled woman just being like falling to the ground. It and I remember I, that this like when I found this on IMDb, I was I was brought back to my youth at, at the v, at the video rental store and just like looking at this cover and being like, what the fuck I, is that? I have to say that from a design perspective, that poster it's is incredible, truly fucking insane and that, beautiful. Monkey and his teeth, and he's like wall-eyed a little bit. Yeah, like it doesn't make any Ugh. sense. It tells you he's got a collar of a nothing. trench coat on. <laughs> it's like spoilers that I want to drop about that movie, but I won't. Oh shit! I mean, I mean there's, some, there's some just weird shit that happens in that movie. Oh. And, and I don't and know. I, I have seen it. I I don't a, know anything about it. I've never seen it. But I'm a big Elizabeth Shue fan, and she is outstanding in it too. It's just like this. Like you look at that poster, and you look at the premise of that movie. And then you watch the movie and you're like, why is this movie so good? Really? Like why they had no, they did not need to make this movie good. Okay. I mean, if we do, I'm watching this movie because I just (laughs) remembered that it's a movie that I've been, it's been on my watch list (laughs) for like 30 years now. It's just like, I didn't, I I never remembered it, but I was like, holy shit. And Terrence Stamp apparently is in this. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to say put Link and Legal Eagles on the wheel. <laughs> oh God! Well, I don't know. You guys got so excited for Legal Eagles. So I, I, I love Legal Eagles. I so do too. Much. I do too. I, I'm down to concede to the group to the will of the group <laughs> once again, uh, because that's I've never heard of that, and it sounds amazing. So I, I don't know. 
I'll say that Link Link is a movie about like a murderous, super intelligent monkey who smokes cigars, and Legal Eagles is like four times more strange than that movie. <laughs> so like, right, no, we're just, we're doing Legal Eagles. I legal think Eagles just is legal just, legal you're just, it's just one of those movies where you're truly like, what kind of movie is this? Yeah, like, that sounds. It's, it's nothing and everything. That sounds like we should do Illegal Eagles. I, I like, love this. This is the only chance that I have ever had to talk about this fucking Ivan Reitman directed mystery. Reitman. And it is a mystery. Mm-hmm. Yes. It, fits, yeah. it fits 100% into our fucking thing. A cigar smoking ape that's killing people. It's, uh, it's mean, a prequel to Congo. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> An experiment in terror. Well, I don't know about that, but... Oh my god. Okay. okay. Let's do Legal Eagles. Then. All right. I love this. We're doing Legal Eagles. So I can't wait to listen to that episode. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. As of now, Legal Eagles is available on Prime Video for four dollars to rent, but I will do a little bit more research and see if there's any place else that it's available <laughs> and post it to our Instagram. That this fucking poster. poster. <laughs> Isn't that it I looks so it. boring. It's well, yeah. what it, it looks like they they pasted their heads on, yeah, uh, on um, uh, Andrew McCarthy and <laughs> and Ali Sheedy. <laughs> yeah, it's the Breakfast Club. It's the Breakfast Club poster. <laughs> but like it's sub like they made a Breakfast Club type movie that got shelved, but they loved the poster, so then they posted they pasted <laughs> these heads on. <laughs> Look at that shit-eating grin on Robert Redford. Yeah. Not, I, I actually like Robert Redford, but I don't like that face that he's making. No, I don't I... like his whole outfit and stance. Yeah, the whole thing. I'm so curious what Joe is going to think of Legal Eagles. Can I... Deborah, Wing- uh... Deborah Winger and her casual alcoholism in oh, this I movie. Oh, oh, yeah. It's beautiful. it's beautiful stuff. Can I read the tagline for the, please, the poster? Please. Okay, it says, Tom Logan has a law partner who put a dog on the witness stand, a client who can't enter a room without a crime being committed, and a case that could turn out to be the murder of the year. His. His. Whoa! <laughs> Spoiler alert. Holy shit. Legal eagle. Yeah. Y'all. You look at that... You look at that cover and you don't expect there to be as many explosions in it as that. Oh, shit, really? Ooh. Very, very true. I love that. Oh, my goodness. Okay, I'm excited. Well, I'm (laughs) delighted. I thought I was going to say Legal Eagles and you guys are going to be like, nah, I don't think so. If you were the one, if you were the only one to say Legal Eagles, we would have all fell on the floor and praised you. Well, me and Ellen would have fell on the floor and praised your name. (laughs) And I would have been like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. (laughs) What is this? Legal Eagles? (laughs) Legal Eagles. The most boring looking movie in history by this poster? Rural Juror? Rural Juror. I I mean, I I know it's weird, but I saw it in the theater or twice. Oh, that's, um, that's great. Because I, I went and I was like, I love it. And then I went back. It got miserable <laughs> reviews. We'll talk about it really? when we do it. It oh, got miserable wow. re- reviews in, in 1986. But uh, it oh was a God. it was a fucking cable hit for me. That's right. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. It's been <laughs> this has been really fun to talk for 105 minutes, about 27 <laughs> minutes of, of cable television <laughs> from 1997. Yeah. Travis, thank That's you so much for right. 
doing this. Travis, thanks. thanks. Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks for also legally changing your name to Corey because we are we only (laughs) have Corey's name, Corey. Right. Oh yeah. Did you get the paperwork? Yeah, you. It's really easy to do it, like with with like online and stuff like that. It's just like you can get it done in like less than a day. Seems seems legit. (laughs) Great. Uh, Do you have anything? Do you have anything to plug? Yeah, with your. Uh, Just listen to Suspense is Killing Us podcast. We also have a Patreon where we you know watch the movies that don't fit into that the category. Uh, that's why we're going to be watching Munich, uh, and we're also going to be watching Born on the Fourth of July. Oh soon. no! Whoa! Yeah. Um, oh yeah, we talk <laughs> about Oliver Stone a lot. You do talk about Oliver Stone a lot. <laughs> I I uh, I also uh, would like to plug the suspense is killing us it is seriously one of my favorite podcasts i listen to it religiously it's and like, i love it so your much. voice is on our Thank kitchen you. like every morning i know <laughs> oh no i'm so sorry <laughs> no it's I'll, great i'll be excited to listen to it when you talk about still the night yes <laughs> oh god oh my god unless we I'm beat so... you to it and you are on this podcast it's a race it. i can't it doesn't matter you know still the night this needs to be discussed i'm so excited to watch that movie yes <laughs> is it time for a crossover episode is that oh, what they call that? like when all the law and order oh, yeah. episode. <laughs> one last it's thing everything. we never got to talk about it um but the, you so seldom meet a fan uh, a fellow fan is that uh me and my girlfriend are also huge fans of friday the 13th the tv show oh, um, yeah. so if you guys ever end up crossing Roby. over to that please keep me in mind yes roby jack it's- marshak uh, Ryan. Oh my God! It's very likely that we're just gonna do a, uh, and we're a we're just gonna do on. the entire series. So I absolutely adore that show. So and do it's, I, be- yeah. it's beyond ironic so or anything great. at this point. I always just picture like the the logo in the yes in the in the crystal vase or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. that shatters at the end. <laughs> yeah. I will watch more of it. I've never watched it. Oh so. my God. Well, hold, hold on because we're probably going to yeah. do it. Yeah. It's well, well I, I know. I, I know for a fact who my poke is going to be. Oh, <laughs> Terrence Stamp. Jack Marshak. It's Jack Marshak. Like so easily. I, really? I, I, I genuinely have a crush on that guy. Okay. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, Travis. Thanks again, Travis, for, for being with us. This is yeah, super fun. I hope, you. I hope you'll come back. Yeah. Oh, I would love to. I yes. had so much fun. This nice, is awesome. Nice, nice. Yay. This uh, was very fun. Yeah, you fit into this misfit ragtag group of people who watch <laughs> titties on screen every <laughs> once in a while. Um, <laughs> if you listeners uh, like to watch titties on screen and want to talk to us about it, you can email us at it was at gmail.com. <laughs> titties, titties, titties. You can also stamp titties. Follow, us, follow us, titties, on Instagram. <laughs> And it was Murder Pod. <laughs> it's the same at as our Twitter, which is so dormant. It's sad. Uh, but you can, I mean, I it, hate Twitter anyways. It's entirely my fault. Please rate and review us at uh, wherever you're listening to this uh, Apple Podcasts. If you give us five stars and you say a nice thing about us, it really helps people mm-hmm. find the podcast. And mm-hmm. it is a nice thing to do. Travis, you can back me up on this. These two are not podcast people, and they, do, they think that I'm being weird when I say that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, that is that is supposedly one of the big main things is that you need to rate. You give five stars. You don't have to necessarily write a review, but both of those things help. Yeah. And oh. if you're not going to give it five stars, what? Just don't do don't. it. I mean, really, you're, what kind of lunatic? Until don't. we. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't understand. <laughs> it's truly like we've got a couple on there that are just sort of like someone with like two stars, and it's like you're like 
evil or something. Why? <laughs> yeah. That's like that's like sinister. You would get murdered by an iron, a hundred year old iron, <laughs> that is, real that, quick. You if you're giving two star reviews on podcasts, it's a hundred percent correct. What the fuck are you doing? You deserve a sort of horror anthology comeuppance. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you doing that? You never ordered it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say something really quickly that harkens back to a previous episode of Chain Reaction, mm. which is, of course, that Terrence Stamp is also General Zod in yes. Superman 2. So, yes. yes. And oh, so I almost thought the universe was trying to yeah. point us repeatedly back to Superman. So maybe we'll just have to enjoy that we are another time. So but so, hard. yeah, we, we really are. are just Superman really is like, I'm here for you. Superman. Anyway, we we digress. We uh, also love the hunger. Yes, we were saying goodbye. We, Wait, you know, we, never, also, did, we never did yeah. ratings. Oh, uh, I I don't think anyone needs to watch this particular episode oh, of wow. the hunger. Okay, wow. <laughs> what do you think, Ellen? <laughs> <laughs> I'm conflicted because I'm not one of the like it's so bad. It, I'm not an it's so bad it's good yeah. person. Uh -huh. Um. And I kind of want to, I've already thought about it way too much just in the last 20 seconds since Joe <laughs> put me on the spot. Um, I want to honor spooky, thrilling, Gargoyles, mysterious television, you know, but um, I feel certain this is not going to end up being my favorite episode of the Hunger television series if I pursue it. But I'll say that I do think it's absolutely worth watching mm -hmm. for Terrence Stamp there. I mean, that's just it for me. It's like, okay. it's worth watching okay. for that. I thought that that was just enough of a yeah. star turn to make it worth, worth the, the click. I give this episode of the hunger 1000 out of 10 Juds. Incredible. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I Jeez, love that's so many Juds. I, I mean, really that's such a high percentage I of Juds. really Really, from the intro, crazy typography <laughs> that I don't know, it, it like cast a spell on me. The amount of like different oh, no. fonts of Are R that were shoved into my face <laughs> for some reason. I was I was a huge fan of um, uh, Raised by Wolves, the yeah, the yeah, yeah. Ridley Scott uh, mm -hmm. HBO, the newest thing, and I this was like his. I felt like his nineties. Raised by Wolves, where it was like a very experimental for the time show. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but I was like, this is so different from everything else I feel like that was happening. And so just wild and like unhinged that I was like, this is great. And I really want more of this. Just like wild, insane, unhinged shit on tv <laughs> like i just I, I really liked it so i and i want our podcast to be only about the hunger from now on i want to watch every episode and rate and review and pick our pokes from every episode so i really liked this episode and i will watch more and i loved it so well i, I like it. it i like it because it made joe so happy yeah. Me too. That's like no, I'm, that's I'm nice. now I'm I changed my mind. Like I think yeah. everyone should watch this. And I like mm -hmm. it because Terrence Stamp is in it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> there you exactly. Go. Yeah. There's like what can you hate about it? It's great. And, and I run. like 
titties. Titties. Even though there were things I would rewrite about it, you know, it's like, yeah. Is it because you're not mature enough, Eric? (laughs) Oh, no. Don't say that while you're inside of me. (laughs) Come on, baby. You're a freak on me. You guys are feeling dangerous tonight. Yeah, I am dangerous yeah. tonight. No, yes, no. Why not? <laughs> I will make the ball. <laughs> I will make the ball. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Uh, thank you all for listening. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Oh, Travis, if you'd like to join yeah, in, we say good night to the, to the heart's dog. Yeah. Oh, good the night, dog. Freeway. There you go. I love that dog. Good night, like parkouring gargoyle <laughs> of fabric delivery Amazon. <laughs> fabric Amazon. Oh, man. <laughs>